now, live from Dining Room Studios in Hollywood, California, it's Thursday on the Allison Rosen is your new best friend show. Tonight, Allison welcomes her guests, a comedian who's big in Utah where they like their comedy clean and their Diet Coke dirty, it's Jenna Kim Jones, a man who likes to write in all caps, which is impressive when you think of how long it takes to doodle all those little hats, it's Hashtag Al. A producer who prefers the warm glow of candlelight to the harsh light of sobriety. It's Greg Heller. Chef Jeff is here to pickle his huevos. I'm her husband, Daniel, and our house is always filled with laughter and Febreze. Say and hop on board the love bus and say hello to your new best friend, Allison Rosen. Hello, my little deep fried Oreos. It's me, Allison. Welcome to another exciting Thursday show. I would like to say hello to my guests. Hello, Greg Heller. Hi, Allison. Hello, Jenna Kim Jones. Hello. Hi, Alan. Hello. Hi, Daniel. Hi. Hey, Jeff. Hey, Allison. Oh, we might have to start over. I think there's somebody at the door. (laughs) (laughs) My favorite. (laughs) (laughs) Jeff sent me some drops earlier today, and I may have sat in front of my computer playing that over <laughs> and over and over. Oh, here, I want to try something. I actually do sit at home amusing myself with drops, uh-huh. which is what I was doing this morning. These two doorbells are at different pitches, and I just got the idea to play them together. Oh, okay. So here's one. chaos. Wow. It's obnoxious and amazing. I need to hear it again. Oh my god! I want that to be my alarm in the morning. Do you ever screw around on that app, Jeff, with using the delay, the super super long delay on it? Because I there is something about like looping sounds that makes me laugh really really hard. What would it sound like with the doorbells on can? Like you started one halfway through the other and then started the other around? Probably. Oh my <laughs> oh my god so good so good hey what's going on everybody <laughs> hey what's going on everybody i'm swirling to a hellish vortex of- <laughs> hey what's going on everybody that's like when, when you receive really bad news <laughs> Or if you drank way too much and you're spinning. Right. That's like a a Bugs Bunny cartoon where you had too much to drink and it's like now a cartoon floating around your head. See, Daniel. See, Daniel. See, Daniel. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that's totally stuck in my head now. Oh, wait. I'm sorry. Okay. One more making Jeff dance. You know how you have the Jenna and me in unison saying mm-hmm. something? What if it was, which I forget what that is though, but what, uh. if, mm. <laughs> <laughs> what if it was the, to- the two doorbells in the different pitches and the huh? Oh my God. All right. Like alternating. Let's see if I can do that. <laughs> 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 That's like a. Like a siren that's lost 
lost its <laughs> yeah, will like to a siren. Just came through. Oh my god! <laughs> it is. It's like a siren that's like one of like the gave up. Blue. Yeah. Is anyone well, yeah. still listening? <laughs> <laughs> Since we're doing the drop show, I actually got you and Jenna said something else simultaneously, which I just <gasps> oh, added. Yeah? So we had, uh, and now we have. <laughs> it's amazing. A, it's like a pitch touch. You guys yeah. find the same pitch and hit it. If you're a new listener, <laughs> welcome. We don't normally do this to this extent. <laughs> but no, 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 no. <laughs> All right, you guys. Special show tonight. All sorts of stuff to get to. We will do a round of our new segment that may be called oh yes or oh please although i feel like the name is fluid it changes um but first we finally did something that we've been talking about doing for a long time um al and jenna are pretty into the kiersey temperament sorter that's what it's called right myers but it's myers briggs kiersey temperament it's a personality quiz Mm -hmm. it's based there's a book called you must understand me please understand Uh, me please understand me roman numeral two Ooh, what so happened in Roman numeral understand. one? <laughs> I guess you didn't get understood. <laughs> yeah. Not quite. You had to yeah. say it again. So there's a book that lays all of this out. Uh, and for a while now, both Alan and Jenna have said, we've got to all take these quizzes because I'm so curious to find out what you guys are. Now, I had actually taken this in high school. I took it again today. Interestingly enough, I got a different result, but it's the same result that I'd gotten some years ago. But I changed from when I was in high school. I mm. think... Because I was, I think I was answering in an artificial way then. Mm. Um, unless, I don't know, that's actually something. Can people change? Can your personality type change? I would think so. Yeah. yeah. Right. I mean, there were a lot of questions where I, I mean, think I'm you could growing. go either way. Yeah. Yeah. And I think you'll, you'll adjust here and there depending on, you know, the impacts of your life. So you end up with four traits at the end. Um, and it's extrovert or, instro- or introvert. It's definitely introvert. <laughs> extrovert or introvert. <laughs> Uh, thinking or feeling, mm-hmm. judging or perceiving. Wait, that's already way more than four. That's you're already at six. No, you're either an extrovert you, or you're an introvert. Right. You have there's actually other letters, Each but it's four. you have four. Right, at right, the right. end of the result. So, but yeah. Allison just said six. Each one has two options. Right. Yes. So there are you eight. are either an extrovert or an introvert. Right. You are a person who is more judging or f- feeling. Uh-huh. You are perceiving or thinking i don't understand yeah (laughs) extroverted introverted sensory intuitive thinking feeling judging perceiving right so you you can only be four yeah you're yes those those were four pairs you're one of you're one of each of them and then it gives you you end up with four at the end and then alan and jenna will tell us who we are i remember when i first heard about this kiersey test my head was on a dinner table in Seattle. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and I, when you were high. Yeah, super fucking high while Al was describing uh, personality tests. Yeah, well, and, and to to tell you the truth, what it is, <laughs> a lot of this comes from my dad, where um, he always would talk to us about emotional intelligence, and that's a lot of what gets discussed now, is that you can be really book smart, but if you're not emotionally intelligent, you can't see what other people are saying or expressing, then you're not going to be as successful, you know, over the next 30 or 40 years where people are starting to measure it mm-hmm. and try to understand, do you have that extra jive? And my dad always would tell me- Jive? Like, yeah. The yeah, extra jive? Yeah, the extra jive, you know? 
depends um, on what kind of back leader you are. <laughs> exactly. Uh, and so my dad would always say, like, he would he would tell me, like, oh, if you your emotional intelligence is spot on. Like, you're you're able to to see things a little bit faster than than he did as a kid. What is that intuition? Intuition or like reading people perception yeah like so like for example when i worked at dairy queen the owner was really terrible it's where you need emotional intelligence yeah. yeah and people would quit or they'd say this guy's terrible but i was able to like game his system and get paid like seven dollars more than everybody else an hour and then he would just he gave me the keys like at two months and just said like lock her up you're good to go and left me there for would like you 10 just hours gorge yourself on dilly bars all the time no i had to make them and i was like these are gross can you imagine how fucking good i would be on survivor I but, but again I, I don't know if I'm any good at it but anyway what I'm trying He's to say good is at like gaming the system at Dairy Queen yeah if you doubled your salary <laughs> at the DQ I'm pretty sure you could fucking make it on the island for a couple of months <laughs> Mate, yeah, I don't know. why I, are dilly bars gross they, just because once you see stuff made you go like this is what not is that, that magical like, like a baby uh, it's like a, <laughs> we would make them yeah. at Dairy Queen and right. you t- you have like a metal like form and yeah. you just put a stick in there and you just like put the ice cream down and it makes like a dilly bar and then you dip it in chocolate what's What's a dilly bar i know i've never i've i've never been to it it's a vanilla ice cream covered in that chocolate that gets all hard and it's just like an ice cream bar it's like an eskimo bar yeah Yeah. and it sits in the freezer for like three months daniel are you a dilly bar fan uh, I used to like Dairy Queen when I was oh, growing up. Yeah. I don't think yeah. they had Dairy Queen in California when no. I was a kid. I think it's only been here in the last like five or ten years. Oh. Okay. Anyway. So then, the, so so I, then I guess what those, I want to say yeah. is uh, emotional intelligence is, is going to be a big thing. He went and studied it for a long time. When he Your was, dad? Yeah. When he was like, he kind of left his uh, a position that he was in and had a few years where he just kind of like thought, what do I do next? This is before he started re-business planning shopping centers. No, this was like he had done it for like 30 it's like years. like he retired, but then now he's back at work. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. And now wait, is this- Because he's not is, got more jive now. <laughs> right, exactly. Is this before piano or after piano? Post piano. piano. Post piano. Did you get a piano? Uh, oh, oh no. This is, uh, this is oh, post yes. piano. This oh, is post grand okay. piano. Yeah. So this is when like, because like my dad was always really intense and then he didn't work and was like- Super chill, and so he went. He, <laughs> he went and learned all this stuff about emotional intelligence, and so he's always like teaching us kids, like you got to take this test to figure out who you are. Because his whole philosophy is like a manager and an executive is to say like, we you want to figure out other people and then play to those strengths and try and to understand the way they're seeing. Would things. he make his employees take the test? Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So what he does is he has his he has his whole team use this as a desktop reference and he spirals it and says like, use this so when you're in, because he works in IT. And, Wait, but, I thought your dad worked at shopping centers. He IT does. for shopping centers. He, shopping he managed centers, shopping yeah. centers, but then he was a really good business guy who said like, uh, we need to do things to support the business through technology. And he just went and did it on his own and they made him the chief information officer. And so he was he's really good at business, but he understands the technology. Okay. And so he wants to make the technology work for the business side. So he tries to teach the tech people that it's not just all about your spreadsheets and your ones and zeros. If you're if what you're doing doesn't help the business, then it's no good. So two, anyway, two questions. Yes. Uh, when he went, sorry, I lost the second one, and it was the one I cared more about. God damn you! Second question. <laughs> <laughs> Hopefully, while I'm just flapping my gums over the first question, uh, it will it'll come to me. Um, when he went and learned all about emotional intelligence, like just from reading books or did he enroll in some kind of course? Well, he had a, he had a corporate coach when he was, um, 
working the the first position and uh the guys just basically said like we could go and run like a corporate retreat and teach people this this curriculum because people need it they need the emotional intelligence and so he went and studied books and with this other corporate coach that knew a lot about emotional intelligence gotcha okay i remembered my second question oh good you said that your dad would spiral this does that mean he would spiral bound this book that's exactly what i meant how, why would, is that better than just putting it in a book? Meaning I mean, like just the it, book. it makes it so that you can like open the pages faster and you can spin mm-hmm. through it almost like a desktop reference as opposed to saying like, read this book cover to cover. Right. Because that's sort of how, like, I'm not going to say I know everything about it, but basically what you do is you take the test, you figure out what your personality type is. And the way he phrases it is it's the lens through which you see the world. I'm just fascinated that he must have gone to like a place that copies books and asked them to make a I've done that before this and yeah. spiral mm-hmm. bind this I've done it before for uh for teams of people that you're giving stuff to no no no, no for no. a map that I use oh. I've taken like a book of maps to Kinkos and said will you um what's that thing called will you laminate and spiral bind this yeah I've done that before mm. um what about the like legality that surrounds this like what if I applied for a job with your dad and he was like take this test and he was like, oh, you're like an emotional loser. I'm not hiring you. <laughs> he wouldn't like, no. and it's, it's not an entrance exam. But what he does is he but takes- But he's still judging a prospective employee yeah, like we based don't want, on this. No, we don't want no, this not type of perspective. Not a perspective. After they're already not a, hired. After so they're hired. let's say like if I'm a manager and I have a team of div- diverse people, I'm going to say, this is what my personality type is. This is how I see the world. What is your personality types? And let's come together as a team so we can understand that I'm numbers driven and you're idea driven. So if you come to me talking about this crazy idea, all I think in my head is there's no numbers to support this. And if I go to you and say, all of these numbers are really cool, you're the idea person going, I don't care about the numbers. Show me the big picture. So it's not so much about can I manipulate someone or I don't like you. It's about saying, what does each person like, feel, how do how they can, see things? How can we become a more productive group? Right. How I, can so, we work better? What's the, best oh. pers- what's the best personality type? There's <laughs> Which one is number one? So, how do I yeah. get to be the best? I don't want to talk about the concepts. I would more just say like we take the test and then uh, I'll show you like how Jenna and I took it. And it was like, oh my gosh, this is how I am. I had no idea. That I'm makes more sense. So what per- I'm hearing is I won. <laughs> Basically, yes. Jeff is the best. I'm the personality type that needs to know what book Jenna had spiral bound. Oh, mine was a church, <laughs> um, like a lesson book for church. Gotcha. Mm-hmm. And it just was easier to, to Cause use. I was a teacher. And ah. so I felt like I needed to make it so I could stay open. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And also there's yeah. something that like, it sucks the intimidation out of a book. Mm. Once it's spiral bound, it's sort of like, it's something you, you can flip it. through as opposed to like kind of, something yes, you have to read. And, yeah, 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 yeah. All right. Thank you. We can move on now. <laughs> <laughs> okay. How should we do this, Al? So what I would say is uh, we all took the test, and um, what what Kiersey does is he says, you're either artisan, guardian, idealist, or rational, and inside those four groups, there's four additional groups that define you a little further. And with the, that four-letter code that we have, we know exactly what you are, and I can read a little bit about each person. Awesome. And we can see, you can tell me whether or not it feels this right. test is garbage. So <laughs> for those who have never taken the Kiersey Temperament Test, it is 60, 70. 70, 70 questions. And an example of them would be, is it better to be A, just, or B, merciful? It's just like a bunch of crazy questions about the way that you snap judge the world, mm-hmm. right? Here kind was, of, yeah. yeah. There was one that I actually, I had trouble with. 
Are you more comfortable in making critical judgments or value judgments? Yeah, that yeah. one bugs me too. Uh, what is the difference? I'm not sure I understand the difference. I think one is critical judgment would be based on facts and one is based on... The value. Like value? No, what? I That's kind of how I see it. So yeah. th- the reality though is they mix these questions up so much and you have like 10 options that uh, getting one question wrong right right, right. there's nine there's nine evidence. questions that point to the same answer yeah and if it did if you were like split five and five you would just read both areas where you fit in and say which one sounds more like me and then the mm. one are you more comfortable after a decision or before a decision you couldn't, make, you couldn't make a decision on that <laughs> no i'm like so honestly i'm super uncomfortable both <laughs> i mean i chose be, i chose that I i'm more uncomfortable i both no, i chose most- more comfortable before but I bolted through most of them. The only one I, I crossed out and changed my answer Daniel's to was cheating off of my answers, <laughs> copying them because I want the one. That, the only one I crossed out was: Do you think of yourself as a outgoing or b private? And the truth is, I honestly think of myself split right. I down think the middle there's a lot of those. those things. Like the one that uh, was: Do you think of yourself as more observant than introspective, yeah, or more tough. introspective yeah. than tough. observant? And it's like I am introspective and observant. Right. Yeah, and I think they're. I don't understand that one. Pretty similar, I think. Yeah, like wh- they don't seem like opposites to me. What, yeah, the, what, but that's that's the rub of this thing is they're yeah. not opposite. Yeah, it's re- it's relying on the way that your brain goes. Uh, for some reason, I'm attracted to answer A. And yeah. then here's the other I'm thing. Attracted to answer that's B. Exactly here's right. the other thing. I think that these. It would be interesting to know what you would score versus what like a therapist would score for you because I don't think that would matter. Be- no, because I think there are a lot of these where. It's like, this is what I think. I was thinking, this is what I think, but is this actually true? Is this, this is what I think a of myself. A therapist would tell you that what you think is actually true. Well, there's, That's um, what a therapist would tell you. There was one that had to do know. with tolerating clutter in your workplace. And I was like, oh, I can't stand clutter in my workplace. But if you look at my workplace, there's so much clutter. So mm-hmm. I don't know which way to answer this. It's like what I feel. Because one is, do I answer based on my actions or do I answer based on my yeah, feelings about Because clearly you tolerate it. Da- I tolerate it. I just don't like it. Daniel, I think I told you this. I think I've talked about it in here, but I did a, like two years of really intense like Jungian dream therapy. Mm, I'm and so the, jealous. The coolest takeaway from it was that I used to say to her like, you know, I can't remember if it was like an ice cream sundae or like a fish sandwich so i'm just gonna say it's a fish shan- sandwich and lobsters. she would say like lobster it doesn't matter lobsters. what really happened lobsters. Your, your current lobsters <laughs> your I know current perception saying. of it is what matters that's yes i agree with that i think with this though can i see this jeff because i forgot to bring mine um there are some of these though where that's like in Jungian stuff it is because it's all about your own personal signifiers and it's right. about what it means to you but i think here it's like um you know, like how you react to things. And, you know, one can, there can be a disconnect between what, how you think you react to things and how you actually react to them. Well, let's find out when Al reads our descriptions if they fit us or not. So, Allison and Greg are the exact same personality type. What? Oh. You are both idealist <laughs> healers. Wait, so what, what score did Allison get? Um, I actually have that what was the archetype uh, what's the archetype what do you uh, mean like the idealist i think idealist no. yeah it's idealist and then like the the subgroup is healer healer, healer. because i'm okay. hypnogonic you guys are healers <laughs> um so what i would do is i would read kind of the explanation and we'll see if it rings true for you guys okay so okay. run us through so we're in the introvert 
Extrovert. Yeah. Introvert. INFP. Introvert. So, okay. For introvert. that one, I was, I got four extrovert, six introvert. So mm-hmm. I was really on the line. Yeah, you're close. What yeah, you? and I read the other ones for you, and you're either like a champion, counselor, or teacher, and none of those really seem to fit, okay. in my opinion. I don't know where my other piece of paper is. Did I give it to you, Al? Yeah, it's over here. Oh, can you grab it this really quickly? This is riveting. Is it? Podcast? <laughs> this is probably not riveting. Well, no, but I want to know how. how I want to know if I got exactly the same as Allison. So, which, what did you say, it Allison? Matter. It wouldn't yeah. matter. I don't think so. No, I'll just show you. Okay, and then and then you let me see All that. Okay. So here's what. Tell us who we are. And and okay, so here we go. The idealist healer, Allison and Greg. Uh, Healing means mending those divisions that plague one's private life and one's relationships. It means treating oneself and relating to others in a conciliatory manner, helping to restore lost unity, integrity, or what they call oneness. These healers represent a tranquil and noticeably pleasant face to the world, but while to all appearances they might seem gentle and easygoing, and on the inside, they are anything but serene, mm-hmm. having a capacity for caring not usually found in other types. Mm-hmm. Healers care deeply, <laughs> passionately about a few special persons or a favorite cause, and their fervent aim is to bring peace to the world and wholeness to themselves and their loved ones. Oh, my God. <laughs> yeah, that feels right, doesn't feel it? Good? By yeah, the that way, feels pretty close, actually. It feels yeah. Yeah, crazy how close our scores are. Yeah, they're, they're Allison very... and I's, our scores were off by like, one wow. in each column. Wow. It's, in Weird. fact, one of them was exactly the same. Yeah. Two were off by one and one. Like, they're very, very, very close. That's so, right. in evaluating things and making decisions, healers prefer to follow their intuition rather than logic. For they, sure. They respond to the beautiful <laughs> versus the ugly, the good versus the bad. Well, who loves ugly? And the moral versus You'd the immoral. You'd be surprised on something. Okay. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Wait, the moral versus the what? Immoral. Mm-hmm. Impressions are gained like in a fluid, global, diffused way. Metaphors come naturally to them, but may be strained. They get, they have a gift for interpreting symbols as well as creating them, and thus often write in lyric, poetic fashion. Oh. I love us. Right? Mm-hmm. You guys are awesome. <laughs> uh, so, what stuff do we do badly? So skimming through would you, here. Would your dad hire me? <laughs> Definitely. Uh, let's see here. In their mating role, healers have a deep commitment to their vows. They're loyal to their mates, and while they might dream of greener pastures, if they stray into those pastures, they soon locate the nettles. See, Daniel? They like to live in harmony, and they go to great lengths to avoid interpersonal conflict. Mm-hmm. They are sensitive to the feelings of their mates and enjoy pleasing them, although they may have Not difficulty really. in expressing interest and affection openly or directly. Uh-huh. Whoa! <laughs> <laughs> I love your sound effects! They're not caring about their uh, significant other. Well, no, that just said something that I feel like re- would resonate mm. if we were in couples counseling. No, but that's why I'm yeah. saying this has helped us yeah, a ton in our the, communication. Read that one again about trouble showing uh, Let's see here. Uh, they are sensitive to the feelings of their mates and enjoy pleasing them, although they may have difficulty in expressing interest and affection openly or directly. They cling to their dreams and difficulty often find showing it, interest. <laughs> I show interest. Mm-hmm. They often mm-hmm. find it difficult to reconcile a romantic, idealized concept of conjugal life with the realities of everyday living with another person. Oh. I mean, that's not, yes, that's interesting. Jeez, <laughs> I didn't mean to make that noise. Can you delete that noise? Jenna, make, your, Jenna, make a noise instead. Oh. <laughs> Thank you, Jenna. Even at the best of times, they seem fearful of too much marital bliss, afraid that current happiness may have to be paid for with later sacrifices. Oh. That's interesting. interesting. <laughs> so anyway, that's like a quick rundown. There's like there's whole chapters on you guys. That um, is interesting. The the mating one, I feel like, did not fit me entirely. No. Mm-hmm. Okay. Is there like, 
are, are there, a, is this like a common one? Is there one that like almost everyone is or like this one is weird? Uh, guardians are most Guardians common. are a larger part of the population and that's what Jeff and myself are. Okay. Yeah. Oh, really? Oh, I, so there is one that's more than less. Yes. yes. Yeah. And it'll say like in here, like you're 2% of the population. The what percent of the population am I? The right one. Uh, let's see here. <laughs> I'll have to look. But guardians okay. are like 10 or 20%. Okay. Yeah. You tend to vote for Trump. <laughs> <laughs> Did you know that? <laughs> I would be curious to know the mating behavior of one of the other ones that I'm on the borderline. We don't have to read it now, but maybe I can yeah. look at the book after. Absolutely. Why do, I don't, yeah, do humans use the term mating? I feel like that means after you fuck the person, you bite their head off. Yes, that is what that means. <laughs> Make a sound, <laughs> Jenna. <laughs> like, mating? Mate. Mating. Yeah, your like, mate. Uh, like your mate, like your partner. Yeah, no, your buddy. It's just more of like mate. <laughs> technical term. That is weird uh, that you call, that in England they call their friends mates. Yeah. Like, I would yeah, never like think to say like, I'm, shipmate. I'm mated with right. Ayala. So, uh, you don't mate with your mates, you know? Daniel right. and Jenna are both the same personality type. And uh, ours is less common. Yeah, they tell are, Allison what, what ours the archetype is. You guys are rational architects. Architects. What? <laughs> That's right. I, I so married a rational architect. We architect. originally thought that Daniel might be more artistic because That's, of his skills. I would skills, have thought that. Yeah. But I when you like read about the artists, they're like, uh, they're, they don't like abide by any rules. You right. would just like walk in and be like, I'm not coming to the podcast because it's, I don't, because I don't feel rules. like it and I want to go do something else that mm-hmm. I prefer. I'm artistic, but I'm, this is right because I'm, I was always good at science and engineering. That's so interesting. Well, right. this is much more what your job is. Like mm-hmm. there's these, the, you have a duality. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, and uh, you answered from the wait. Let's hear about side of you. Let's yeah, hear about Daniel and Jenna. All right, uh, architectonics is a science of spatial relationships, organization, structure, build, configuration, and architects from a very early age are preoccupied with spatial relativity and systems design. Mm-hmm. Uh, must must be thought not must not be thought of as only interested in configuring three dimensional spaces such as buildings, bridges, machines. They also uh, they are also the architects of curricula, of corporations, and of all kinds of theoretical systems. In other words, they are the men and women who aim, whose aim is to design systematic structures and to engineer structural models. Wow. Um, your point of view is pragmatic, skeptical, relativistic, focused on spatial intersections and intervals of time. Mm-hmm. I feel that's pretty accurate. Yeah. Right? Yeah. They yeah. base their self-image on being ingen- ingenious, autonomous, and resolute. Oh, the ingenious part for sure. <laughs> I hate being wrong. Uh, Wait, so I, so like, and I, I don't mean this in any, I mean this neutrally, but like this sure. makes perfect sense to me with Daniel. Yeah. Because you can do a thing that my brain cannot uh, figure out, which is how you create Intros. sculptures in like negative space. Mm-hmm. Like right. I could imagine carving something out of stone, but I can't imagine creating something into stone. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like how you can make a block and find a face inside of it. Mm-hmm. But th- that, I would not have guessed this is you, Jenna. Uh, when I first read it, I realized that it actually makes perfect sense for me. I went into comedy with a very different mindset than most comedians. And I think personality type, I have different than a lot of comedians because I approach jokes in a very structural manner. I, when I write, when I perform any show, I write out exactly what I want to say. And I have it perfectly like constructed. I know what I want to do and I can go, I can, I can go off book but because I have this really great structure, I know exactly you know, where to come back. That's so interesting because with writing 
in storytelling, mm-hmm. I'm very structural in right? the way that I create stories. Mm-hmm. So it's like, yeah, it's all about the structure of it. Yes. And that's so important to me. Like, I can't just be like, I'm just free flowing and I'm going to figure it out. No, mm-hmm. I need like... Oh, and structure kills me. I yeah. Like when I write something, I just start and yeah. see where I go. It's so funny because you'll have something you're writing and you'll ask me for feedback and, I'm, and I'll, he- I'll try to help you by giving you structural notes and you're just like i can't think that way like it doesn't work for me i've got to find it as i go yeah so we are what less than one percent of the population with your grand desire (laughs) to grasp the laws of unity and diversity they can be a bit snobbish Mm -hmm. and may show impatience at times with others less endowed with engineering ability or less driven Unfortunately, their pride and their ingenuity can at times generate hostility and defensive maneuvers at the part of others. Um, Jerks. This one I like. When I first read it, I thought, I am the meanest person <laughs> in the whole world. <laughs> they tend to see distinctions and inconsistencies in thought and language instantaneously. This was why I hated all my... Te- this next part is why yeah. I hated all my teachers growing up. And can detect contradictions in statements and no matter when or where the statements were made. Only sentences that are coherent carry weight with them. And thus authority derived from office, credential, or celebrity does not impress them. Is that... Yeah. That oh, right? yeah. Oh, Jesus. So it's like, if I'm, if I'm the <laughs> oh boss because I've been here the longest, you're like, screw you, I hate you. I think Ayala yeah. is, is that, or has a bunch yeah. of that. Ayala yeah. has a bunch of that. Because I'm... I'm it, and I think there's probably logic involved in this because it's like, when I'm... Like, especially growing up, it, when I would have arguments, especially like when my stepfather... Um, <laughs> with people who tend to have like real free-flowing, circular sort of thoughts, it drives me crazy because yes. you're just trying to like find... Sum it up. Yeah. Or just... <laughs> Yeah, like where, like trying to pin them down and find out what it is they think, and right. if if that's not there, it makes me mental. What Make it worse, Rob. <laughs> Make it worse. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Oh, man, we need more of that. Uh, so, so this is a little weird for uh, Daniel, I think. Um, architects take their mating relationships relationships seriously and are faithful and devoted, mm. albeit preoccupied at times and somewhat mm-hmm. forgetful of appointments, anniversaries, and other common social rituals. Or to-do lists. Wow, it sounds like oh you just God. got a free pass for forgetting every anniversary ever. <laughs> I know, I did, because it happened. Our first year of marriage, yeah. our anniversary showed up, and he was like, it's our anniversary. And I was like, are you sure? <laughs> I guess it is, huh? You're like, but baby, it's in the book. Sorry. <laughs> uh, they are not likely to welcome much social activity at home, mm-hmm. nor will they arrange it, content mm-hmm. to leave the scheduling of social interactions to their mate. Mm-hmm. <laughs> if... Uh, you will retreat to the world of books and emerge only when physical needs become imperative. Pretty much. I don't. That's I will you not and food. Eat. Yeah. I. Mm-hmm. Oh my god. Because I don't have that one. <laughs> yeah, um, that's like today. I'm like, I'm fucking so hungry. Why is it? Oh, I haven't eaten. Anything yeah, but books today. is sort of books could be anything. Books right. are books. Just means you retreated. Whatever you're. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Architects are keenly aware of what their mates actually say and do, and will often ask their mates to give a rationale for their statements and actions. I stopped doing that. <laughs> <laughs> so that's the quick run through. Yeah. Uh, Something about that is that. So Greg and I are introvert. What's the N? Uh, nice. Intuitive. Introvert, intuitive. Feeling, feeling perceiving, perceiving whereas you guys right we're off by one letter introvert intuitive thinking perceiving so it's just one right. letter different right and really that that is indicative of how close they they are to one another on some grand scale like oh i have we share three letters mm-hmm. we right. share one so in other yeah. words is somebody who shares four letters Less like should you not marry someone that you only share one right, letter like with? Right, you're that far away. The, the cool thing about this book, at least what I 
think is cool is that it, there's no right or wrong answer. It's just that this is the way you're going to well, work together or not work together. I think the question is, ahead, like, it, will you get along better? I would assume so. The more letters you have in common, right? Like, if, you, if, there's, if you're working with someone who has four, the opposite. You'd probably not. Be yeah, tough well, and to, be it'd tough. be tough to understand them. Right. Like yeah. I said, this book is like 400 pages long. It goes in and says like, what is a guardian and a rational like? What is a rational and uh, an, an idealist, idealist like? like. Oh, yeah. Like What's that, the marriage? It, like, what it does the like. dating game like for that you love in the signs end. book or yeah. whatever? Yeah. Did you ever see that? Oh yeah, yeah. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah, the astrology book. Yeah, yeah. the horoscope one. That's like, what happens so, if the Taurus marries the Scorpion? Mm-hmm. Jeff is a guardian protector. I'm a guardian inspector, so we're similar. But uh, this is I'm what a, a guardian I'm a pussy protector inspector. is. <laughs> Which one is that? <laughs> um, so <Z>. Jeff <laughs> has the primary desire of the protector is to be of service and to minister to others. Aww. But here service means not so much furnishing others with the necessities of life um, as guarding others against life's pitfalls and perils. That is seeing to their security. Um, they derive a great deal of satisfaction from caring for others and they offer their comfort gently and helpfully quietly seeing to it that caretaking is scheduled to protect the health and welfare of those in need. <laughs> Wait, what are the letters for that one? I-S-F-J. Okay. Um, their shyness with strangers is often misjudged as stiffness, even coldness, when in truth these guardians are warm-hearted and sympathetic, giving happily of themselves to those in need. Jeff, I thought that about you the first yep. couple times I, I met you. Accurate. For right. sure, for sure, I thought that about you. Apology accepted. <laughs> <laughs> Jeff is a warm-hearted and giving guy. No, but there were times when yeah. I first started coming to this where, and I mean this again, and I'll apologize. So I was like, oh, Jeff is like a super kind, sensitive, cool dude. And that was not the initial project- projection that I got from you. No. Right. Which is his personality to a T in this book. I like it. Yeah. <laughs> um, let's see. The reserve ought really to be seen as an expression, not of coldness, but of their sincerity and seriousness of purpose. Like all the guardian protectors have a strongly like all the guardians protectors have a strongly held work ethic, which tells them that work is good and that play must be earned if indulged in at all. You're the least hedonistic of all the types. True that. Uh, willing to work long hours, long hours doing all the thankless jobs the others types seem content to ignore. Like for example, what would be a thankless job that you've done before, Jeff? Drops. <laughs> Going through <laughs> hours of podcast. <laughs> Uh, let's see. Protectors are keenly aware of status given by birth, titles, offices, and credentials. They're impressed by visiting royalty. They admire high-ranking <laughs> politicians. Jeff. They honor judges, the police, and the military, and they tend to be devoted and loyal to their superiors. That's not Jeff. That doesn't right? sound like me. No, not that they think of themselves as superior. Um, was Jeff borderline? Like, was he close to being another? I don't know. Mm. Yeah. Uh, if your numbers are close to each other. But see, here's something in interesting. So in, in your personality, they carry with them a sense of history, a sense of continuity with the past, past events and relationships. They seem to have an innate regard for the past, for whatever is long established and deeply rooted. Mm-hmm. They are honored to care for collections of rare old things, books, paintings, china, and so <laughs> right? on. Seem cars. To it, like cars. <laughs> cars. Like, seriously, though, like you have like an appreciation for it and, and you like want to document the history. Yeah. But you do. You do you seem totally rooted do. in history, Jeff. You talk about historical shit a lot. Yeah. Sure. True, true. All of this is true. Um, you're devoted to mate and family and are usually excellent homemakers. <laughs> well, I do keep a clean house. Like, <laughs> I, cl- I clean the cat box uh, and I feed them. Yeah. So anyway, the guardians are more, that's like mine too, is like family is really important. Honor is important. Uh, respecting authority and things like that is really important to me. So what are you? I'm a guardian. Yeah, of uh, Gahul. Specter. 
So Al likes order and justice. So wait, before, Come we, on. before we move forward too quick. I, yeah. So my score, the first one, it was a one and a nine. <laughs> That's not borderline. Nine yeah. towards I. And then for the S versus N, it was 12 and eight. No, so that's pretty, yeah, not, very solid. Yeah, and then the other one was eight and twelve, very solid. And then the last one, the J and the P, that was eleven and nine. Now you're very much eleven so and nine. We're all introverts, so I, so I got it all right. Yeah, that but is interesting considering is really that we close. do this. Right, we all hang out every week, and yeah. we're all introverts. <laughs> um, so Jeff, you are eleven and nine is just one off. So the other thing was that was you could be a composer is what you is like the other thing that's potentially you if you're, you're close to being a composer j and p is the last yeah and al yeah. um you're what i'm an inspector no, guardian of the letters istj what do you do what's your thing so i'm interested in learning about commerce are preoccupied with morality and work well with material uh, budget. I see the uh, word budget. Oh yeah, right here in it here. says um, <laughs> inspecting is the act of looking carefully and thoroughly at the products and accounts of an institution, the company's ledger, the farmer's farmer's produce, the manufacturer's merchandise, the family's budget. You'd be good at Farmville. Yes, uh, we take on numbers. We take on this role of quiet <laughs> dedication, mm-hmm. um, earnest and attentive in their inspecting to be certified as right and proper. Uh, all must go under their secure sec, on the, under their scrutiny, so that no irre- irregularities or discrepancies are let go by. Boring. So it sounds like you're a hundred percent that dude. Like this yeah. test is accurate for it's, Al. Dead yeah. on. It's crazy. Um, yeah. Base their self image on being seen as dependable, um, yep. beneficent, and yep. respectable. Yep. Beneficent, uh, isn't it? Beneficent, beneficent, Benef- beneficent, beneficent. That's right. what the Pope I like is, that right? Word. Yes, he's a beneficent. Pope John Paul uh, the Beneficent. Often whatever. concerned about things. Uh, they trust authority, yearn for belonging, seek security, prize gratitude, and aspire to executive position. Intellectually, they are prone to practice logistics far more than tactics, diplomacy, and especially strategy. Further, with their tough-minded nature, they tend to choose the directive administrator's role over the soft-hearted conservator's informative role. Um, so it's right. Yeah, it's like dead on. It's spot on. I actually felt like I got to under I finally understood myself a little bit better after doing this. Like I sat and I read it and I analyzed it and I thought about it and I thought like, how? like I finally feel like I get who I am a little better because for, I always felt kind of different and weird and I always felt kind of mean, but I like, why I don't, I'm not mean, but I kind of like people bug me. And when people aren't right, I hate it. And when people sound stupid, I hate it, you know? So mm-hmm. don't suffer fools. <laughs> yeah. It's interesting that none of us are artists or performers. Right. I mean, I don't know if but I think an artisan. But, but I think that the, these are, these are like archetypes in the sense that when it says artist, it doesn't mean that it doesn't you mean will you're like be a yeah, paint artist. Yeah, it doesn't. It's yeah. Not that. It's that you're like, you live your life with out and I would actually argue. I would actually argue that what they are calling an artist would not make a good artist because, yeah, a good artist is someone who actually makes things a reality and isn't would can sure. build things and do things and make things happen. Yeah, it sounds like their definition they wouldn't of have artist the drive. Is, yeah, it's just like a daydreamer. Wildly, yeah, wildly undisciplined right. and mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. Um, and who wants to hang out with that? So I would love to hear, I know that Al, you have uh, what each of us are like at a party and what our own hell would be. Yes. So to wrap this whole thing up, they have uh, just a kind of a joke article here that uh, tells you what 
who would who would you be at a party based on your personality type? Can I, can I is one of those super drunk person in a corner <laughs> hoping nobody talks to him and occasionally dipping out to the patio for a cigarette? Well, we'll get yes. there. Okay. Mm-hmm. So Allison and Greg, you tell everyone at the party how much they love them and then drunk dial your ex and cry. Mm. <laughs> <Sure>. uh, <laughs> <laughs> Me, I stay I stay mostly sober and low-key judge everyone else for acting like a drunken idiot. Oh, my gosh. Yes. That's exactly what I would do. <laughs> That's awesome. Jeff spends the evening holding back the hair of whichever of their friends starts puking first. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like that's old me, but I don't feel like that's me anymore. <laughs> that's like, Maybe remember just that night when you really wanted to give a ride home to your friends and they're like, no, it's fine, but you just really wanted to help out. Yeah. Remember? Yeah. 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 Uh, Jenna and Daniel... <laughs> Smoke too much weed, wander off from the party, accidentally ending up in the next town over. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I mean, I, like- I would say it's not you, except that the one one of the I didn't times deliberately. we've all hung out. I know that was you. <laughs> yeah. Seriously. <laughs> all right, and then this is your own personal hell. Oh. Allison and Greg. Other people. Your personal hell is. Your deepest thoughts and feelings are exposed to a large audience, and everyone thinks that you're pathetic and unoriginal. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I was, for first, I was like, well, no, no, no. Oh, maybe, yes. yeah. I have to say, like, I don't want to admit that I would be upset about that because I feel that I am so self-confident that I would just go, those people are wrong. But I do think that would actually hurt my feelings. It would yeah. be terrible. Yeah, I think that would suck. Uh, Jeff, everyone you love is yelling at each other, and it's all your fault. <laughs> That's also my personal hell. Yeah, that doesn't sound fun for anybody, but yeah. Uh, My personal hell, you're expected to complete a highly esteemed project with absolutely no guidance as to what's expected of you. (laughs) Yeah. Again, that would be hell for me too. God, that sounds awful. Uh, Jenna and Daniel's personal hell, you are eternally condemned to researching an extremely vapid topic using wildly inaccurate methods, mostly involving interviewing people who have no idea oh what gosh, they're talking it's about. It's my nightmare. Yeah, it truly is. Like it is the worst thing that I could oh ever think God. of. <laughs> well, that was super, that was fun and illuminating, and now I need to read up on everything. Yes, you need here. to borrow this book. Yes, I do. Very yeah. interesting. Buy it on Thank Amazon. You. Click through Allison's link. Thank you. Yeah, I'll link to it in the um, blog post. Thank you so much for doing this and for suggesting this. <laughs> now I'm going to be thinking about all of you guys like for the next few weeks because I just want to like understand you all better. Are you know? we each what you expected we would be? Definitely you are. I wasn't mm-hmm. 100% sure about you. We got so you were sure. Oh, sorry. <laughs> Definitely Allison. I wasn't 100% sure about Greg, but I'm not surprised because what can I say? especially after your New Year's <laughs> resolutions, that like was a good clue for me. Oh, good. Mm-hmm. All right, good. And then I would have absolutely picked person, you right? As a guardian, Jeff. Jeff. Jeff, thank you. And Daniel, I'm. N- I was surprised when I found out we had the same personality type, but then now that I think about it, it makes a lot of sense. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so Does I it, see it. What was Allison again? What were you? Idealist uh, healer. Does it tell you how to get along with an idealist yes, healer? It does. It does, it does. actually. Yeah. I need to read that. Yeah, we'll totally. <laughs> you can read through it. It's. It talks about like how you'd be in a marriage, and if you're married to a certain type where your pressure points would be. It's Well, I, yeah. yeah, okay. Allison's long-suffering husband. True. <laughs> <laughs> we don't have pressure points. <laughs> I could write the book about our pressure points. I just want to know... <laughs> how to deal with them? How to relieve them? How, how to live with it. <laughs> <laughs> well, let me know when you find out. No, I'm just kidding. We Here, sorry. Listen, listen to the very end of this drop very closely. 
Allison's long-suffering husband. Truth. (laughs) (laughs) You guys, I want to tell you about Talkspace. Therapy can and should be affordable, confidential, and convenient. And this is exactly what Talkspace is. Only with Talkspace do you get unlimited messaging to your dedicated licensed therapist for just $25 a week. $25 a week! Join over 200,000 users who already know that with Talkspace, you can text, audio message, or video message your therapist as many times as you want without having to wait a week for your next appointment. Because with Talkspace, your therapist is always in your pocket or on your computer. Visit Talkspace.com slash Allison for a special $30 discount off your first month or download the Talkspace app on the Apple or Android app store and use coupon code Allison. So again, that's Talkspace.com slash Allison for a special $30 discount off your first month or download the Talkspace app on the Apple or Android app store and use coupon code Allison. Talkspace, therapy for how we live today. I think it might be time for Yes Please or Oh Please. <laughs> um, we don't have a drop for, or a yes, song please. for that yet. I just realized because I was going to wait for it. Okay. This is where we talk about something that's sort of like on the borderline of precious... Uh, and we say how we feel about it. No substitution policies at restaurants. Uh. I, my first reaction is get over your, oh, get over yourself. Is that one of the potential titles of this? Yes, it was get over here or get over yourself. The first reaction is get over yourself with your fancy burgers and go fuck yourself. I know actually. what you're talking about with your fancy burger. I know what yeah. you're talking about. I, Can we just say fucking Father's Office on the show? Did they sponsor the show? They don't sponsor okay, it. And well, now they won't ever. Good. No, well, fuck fine. them. <laughs> In general, I find when I see no substitutions on the bottom of some like handcrafted casual food, I, I really feel strongly like, oh, go fuck yourself. There are certain sushi restaurants that are very particular, and that I will allow. Maybe it's just because they're Japanese. I don't know. For some reason, like that, I feel like... You think in general the Japanese are just a no-substitutions people? No, I think I'm a like, I want to be so tolerant. I'm trying to be overly tolerant. So even though this irritates me, I will accept that you... This is how we... I feel like if you go to a fancy sushi Were you just imitating a Japanese person? No, did I sound like I was? No. (laughs) (laughs) This is is my hell now. (laughs) Did it sound like I was talking in a... I thought for a second you were, but I guess you were. No, she was not. Does it seem like that's something I would do when I'm trying to explain how tolerant I want to be? You did say aso, and then you, you, ba- and you bowed, so I don't know if that was... And then quoted karate yeah. kid, yeah, Mr. Miyagi. You don't remember that? talking about an ancient Chinese secret and all that stuff, but did it's you, fine. She said no tiki, no washi, didn't she? <laughs> that's wrong. Jenna, you're Chinese. Yeah, that's was that okay what you were saying? <laughs> Hi. She's Korean. Okay. Um, <laughs> I What I'm saying is I think if you're going to a, a mm. fancy sushi restaurant, you're showing up for a whole experience that's more than just the food. But if you're going to some place that makes sandwiches, you're not really – like I'm personally not signing up for a, a whole evening. I just kind of want what I want. So you're saying, oh, police. Oh, police in general with a few exceptions. I actually, I have a question about the no substitution policy. Yes. I don't even know what that means. I'm such a non-fussy eater that it's never occurred to me to go outside of whatever borders substitutions really? there are. <laughs> Not really. But does it mean... It means they don't want to deal with your annoying crap, like, Allison. But does it mean, like, what, 
Sometimes they'll say, let's say hamburger and French fries, and somebody will say, instead of the French fries, can I get no. a fresh fruit thing? So, yeah, it means you can't do that. Does it mean you can't do but, that even if you want to pay for it, or does that mean there's just no direct swap out? It, no. It, it usually does it mean I'm not bringing you this no matter what. Yeah, it would be less likely to, to be that and more likely to be like at some like more higher end restaurant if you were if you were to say like and also no onions in the right. this. Yeah, it'd right. be like no I'd like the wild mushroom soup without the wild mushrooms. Right, right, right. Like, so you're not allowed to alter the <laughs> item in yeah. any way. Or like at sushi, it's like no soy sauce. Like you eat it as it's presented. That's I, it. I feel like I've seen no substitutions at like diner. Type that's places. what I'm saying. That's my. That's when I real really have a beef with it. I yes yes. Oftentimes diners will say that. I think that's what it means. If it's served with French fries, you can't ask for fruit. Now you could ask for a side of fruit. Right. But you're still getting your oh, fucking yeah, French fries. Oh yeah, at a diner. Yeah. Because my thing is, I would say, can can I get a side of fruit? I'll pay you two dollars or whatever. Can I just get this? But it's but if fruit a side of fruit is not on the menu, you're not getting a buster. That's like well, uh, I would never order. Have you menu. seen Five Easy Pieces? Jack, Jack Nicholson. Nich- yeah, he wants to order some toast in the uh, diner, and the woman's like the the stewardess, <laughs> the waitress, server, server is like uh, they don't serve toast, and he's like, do you serve uh, tuna melt or you know? It's like yeah, what's that on? So it comes on toast. Well, then serve me the tuna melt with no tuna. She says, well, where do you want me to put the tuna? He says, between your knees. That was a really good Jack Nicholson. <laughs> it was a great impression. Was that a real insult back then? <laughs> between your knees. Between, like your, between knees. your thighs. Maybe it was between your thighs. Okay. I don't know. But still. Between oh, your man, knees. that chick has tuna between her knees. <laughs> Ugh, that <laughs> smells uh, bad. <laughs> don't go down on her hey, lower um, legs. Je- Jeff, uh, c- cut that out. <laughs> I want to say something about this before I give a a yes, please. (laughs) Or oh, please. Mm -hmm. No, I'm going to give a yes, please. I've had an argument with my buddy about this many times who's a highfalutin, high-end, like, L.A. eater dude. He's a... What do we call those people in L.A.? Highfalutin, L.A. eater dude. No, foodie. Thank you, Daniel. Um, And his theory is if you're going to a nice restaurant, that you should consider the food that you're eating as a small painting. And that you would not say to an artist, <laughs> a.k.a. the chef, I don't want any green in my painting. You're go- <laughs> Just hear me out. You're going to the restaurant because you have chosen to eat what that person creates. Well, that's what I was saying when I did my Japanese person impression. <laughs> <laughs> so there is a certain logic that's like, if you're going to a really nice restaurant... I that place mm-hmm. we ate at in Daniel is just waiting to pounce. There is a certain logic to saying like, I've come here for the experience that you are offering. I am paying for the experience the chef is offering. Mm-hmm. Therefore, I will eat the food. Listen, I cook for people all the time. Mm-hmm. And there's times when I'm like, I made this thing. I want you to experience it as I imagined it. Does any, does everyone at this table agree that is a valid idea? I understand that. It's valid. Agreed. Yes. Um, so I would say at some restaurants, I think the no substitution thing is fine. Here's, here's my yes and or no but. I'm the guy with the wallet. If I'm in your restaurant, if you're if you're making food for me for free, I will eat whatever you put in front of me. But I'm coming to your restaurant. I mean, I, I know there's fancy, fancy schmancy restaurants where it's supposed to be an art experience, whatever. But for the most part, I'm paying for the meal. If I say, don't put onions on that, I would like I would not like onions on that. Right. I'm paying for it. Don't put onions on it. It's not too much to ask. Thank you. See, from I think for me, <laughs> you're welcome. <laughs> Mic drop. I was.
was going to say the dividing line is, is this a high-end place that's serving you a painting on a plate? Or is it just a stuffy but not fancy place? But even the place that's serving you art on a plate, it still makes me a little bit scrunchy. (laughs) Use a word from a few episodes ago. The idea that that you can't alter anything, but also I have become the person who has like a thousand food questions. So I'm sorry, but different. Do you know what's in that? So for me, especially, I'm it's it's irksome. Even though I feel really apologetic to have all those questions and substitutions and stuff. What do you guys think? This is I, I don't know. I love food so much. I do understand like someone who is a culinary, you know, expert or whatever, because I would love to know more about food and I would love to be able to create something that was just so delicious that I would want someone to taste it in that one form. But I don't know. I think I'm yes, please on this one. Really? I think I'm you're with a, you, Greg. Yeah. No yeah. I think I'm okay with it. I, f- I feel like Al is about to say no, please. Or what's the other one? Yes, please. And oh, please. Oh, please. I just want to flash back to when Greg and I were talking about when I was telling Greg all the potential titles. I still like it. I just having a hard time remembering it. <laughs> and this one was really his favorite because he loved oh, please. <laughs> <laughs> that was the last time the he remembered he it. Yes. Al? Mm-hmm. I'm a yes, please. I don't like substitutions. Unless oh. you're deathly allergic to something, I think. Why? Just because I, I don't like the change. I don't like the adjustment. I respect the chef. It's because you're one of the guardians of Gahul. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I respect the chef, as my drop said. I respect the chef. <laughs> so, yeah, I, I like it. And, yes, and, and, then I can, and then I can vote with my wallet and say, like, your food is garbage. I don't like it. And I don't have to say like your food is is doable if you take all the sauce out and on all the vegetables and then it's like well you've that's not my food that's not mm. what I made mm. and then Jenna and I went to like this crazy restaurant in Chicago that was like three hundred dollars a plate and they presented fifteen courses and we could all go through there course it out and was, say like I think is what it was called yeah I hated this I loved that this was gross this was delicious so more please is there anything Al that you dislike. Is there any like like Daniel with onions? Uh, I don't like grilled grilled onions or uh, like grilled mushrooms. Do you like raw onions? Yes. Interesting. Kind of you guys monster. are the inverse of each other. <laughs> the hell? You like What's raw wrong onions? With you? But you don't like grilled Absolutely. onions are sweet. Those but, are actually decent. No, but Daniel gross. and Jeff, oh, and I guess yeah, everyone yeah. at the table, or sauteed onions. Do you never eat food you don't like to have the experience that's being offered to you? Yes. You know what I'm talking about? Like, mm-hmm. I fucking hate portobello mushrooms. So do I. My personal hell, what we were talking about before, is eating a portobello mushroom. In fact, my old band, when we used to tour, we had a thing where if we would get too drunk to play, you had to eat the food that you hated as a as like a consequence of destroying a show. Jeff, make note of this. And mine was, <laughs> I had to eat a portobello mushroom. And it stopped me from drinking too much before shows because it was so disgusting. There yeah. will be a mushroom here next time we record. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> but, if I w- but if I was at your house and yes. you guys offered me one and it was like your house meal, I would eat it in one second. Interesting. I, I don't want to give off the impression that I'm not an adventurous eater and that I won't take somebody else's opinion or... You know that a chef doesn't know what they're doing, but I I'm a very adventurous eater, so I think the the idea to me that somebody needs to put on a menu no substitutions it's just it's it would be such a non issue to me that to have to state that on a menu 
makes me think that you're trying way too hard to show me how important and cool you are. So it's like restaurants that don't put salt and pepper on the table. Yeah. Well, yeah, I actually bonus. kind of am okay with that too. Actually, yeah, and yes, please, yes, please. Oh, please! I, when my wife yeah. salt soup that I make, I sometimes look at her like the fucking food. Because it's saying you did not. Yeah, you didn't. Yeah, salt but what if right. the person just happens to like a lot of salt? I mean, that's what we're not taking into account is that people have their own particular tastes. But I think what we're missing here is that. He's thinking of food as an experience, and I think of food as an experience. Mm-hmm. And if I'm not going to go for the experience, then I'll just eat at home something that I know I like and can make. So do you know what me, I mean? Yeah, I do. So yeah. let me weigh in here. So if I'm at a nice restaurant, then it's yes, please. But if I'm at a diner, it's oh, please. Because it's like yeah. if I go to a diner, it's a different yeah. – I just want to eat. So if you won't give me a substitution, what the fuck? It, yeah, I get that. But if if I'm at a nice restaurant – then I trust the chef and it's okay. Now, to your point about what I eat. Greg's point. Greg. Everyone. Thank you guys. I know. I got to give them <laughs> they, they, they only have ears right now. <laughs> I they think it's because we housing. sometimes forget we're recording this. Yes. You know what I mean? Me. <laughs> you guys can see me, right? Um, we should start Greg. recording now. Yeah. Greg. <laughs> yeah. If a chef offered me like things that I don't like, for, usually I would give it a shot. A plate of raw onions. But there is no way to make raw <laughs> onions good. So that's the problem with your... your Are you a big Scott Conant fan? <laughs> I actually follow him on Twitter. Do you really? Do yes. You, because Scott Conant's whole thing is he will not eat any food with raw onions in it. Are you shitting me? Yeah. That's that's I, I knew I liked that guy. Well, he's fucking huge cocksucking prick, and I hope he's listening to Why? This he's an arrogant <laughs> jerk. You know what he's famous for is the $30 plate of spaghetti, right? You know that? His spaghetti's good, though. That's his thing is you pay 30 bucks for a, bo- a tiny bowl of spaghetti Wait, from him. who's Scott Conant? Scarpetta. Conant. Because yeah. I thought Scarpetta. he was a comedian, given that <laughs> Daniel know. follows him, and he's like, <laughs> No, no, no. He, he's a head chef of Scarpetta. He owns Scarpetta, right? Oh, now. that's yeah. why you keep saying Scarpetta. I'm like, no, who's <laughs> Scott? Oh, you and your mom went there. Yeah, but we went there. We we No. Yes. In, in Vegas. Yes. We oh, there's one in there. Vegas. And it was really good. In, yeah. And yeah. we remember it was we good. it was really good. There's right. one right next to Chelsea Piers right outside. And I went on a work dinner and I had read about the thirty dollar bowl of pasta and I was like, I'm ordering the thing. I'm having and it's a bowl of pasta that's like the size of a tiny cereal bowl with thirty dollars yeah. worth of spaghetti yeah. inside of it. Was, was it good? good? It's <laughs> oh my god! Fucking incredible! <laughs> yeah, it's incredible. It's incredible. Yeah, it's, it's really the best food. bowl of spaghetti you've ever had. But it's a tiny bowl of yeah. Noodles look, it's way overpriced, it's but it's amazing. Yeah. But you he's hate really him good. because of his he's just an, he's just a, there's something I do not know the man, but there's I see him on TV all the time, and he has he carries himself with this certain like uh, self important air. He's that kind of chef that you are. Uh, inclined to hate mm-hmm. you know the way that chefs have that certain yes. like thing yes. about them he's that chef like times a thousand i feel like, like those kinds of chefs have have overtaken uh architects as being the most obnoxious the worst Talk chef is sleeve of tats chef you know edgy chef you know yeah. that guy i've had yeah. it with that yeah dude. edgy chef he's yeah. on top chef <laughs> well i used to be a junkie and then i was a drunk i was yeah. living on vomit and now i'm a fucking gastro <laughs> thing yeah. making freeze-dried steak and i'm gonna serve this and i have this, a show on cnn yeah exactly and i yeah. fucking put that in a i used a what's that thing called 
an immersion circulator or whatever, and an <laughs> anti-griddle to serve you some freeze-dried <laughs> chicken heads. Um, wait, is that? Are you Bourdain or Fieri? I'm Fieri. No, not, no, I'm not Fieri. I'm He's edgy. talking about the gastro. No, like, I know, but you sound, but you sound oh, like oh, I'm right. Fieri. I sound like Fieri. A no, bit. I guess I'm. I talk like Fieri, but I'm trying to be make fun of. Yeah, the edgy. hardcore chef who's like, but he has like a giant beard. Oh, he has like, like the pointy mustache. Yeah, 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 yeah. He looks like that dude who would serve you a fucking coffee beer in Portland or whatever. And he's just like, <laughs> uh, these f- fresh artisanal mussels are in a coffee chocolate reduction. It's just like they <laughs> serve everything with foam. Yeah, sleeve a tats guy. Sleeve yeah. a tats guy. Fuck. I think the thing. By the way, I'll say one more thing about no substitutions. The in the language and the enforcement of it is what sucks. Yeah. Yes. Seeing it on the menu and a waitress going, oh, oh no substitutions. That's what sucks, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Not the actual no the substitutions. Shaming. Yeah, the enforcement is what sucks. I just like the actual no. I No, I just like the attitude. I just like yeah. the attitude the behind two. it. Uh, when you mentioned the $30 bowl of spaghetti, it reminded me, and this is veering into snack chat, uh, it reminded me of something that I thought was so delicious growing up. My parents got a pasta maker. Have you, I imagine everyone here has had homemade pasta. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It is, I remember it being so good, mm-hmm. super fattening, but so much better than store-bought pasta. Why is that? I guess it's the eggs in it. I don't know, but it was like yeah, I don't know. I'm, yeah, just, my mouth is watering thinking about it. It's freshly made. It's not dried and reboiled. Right. It's so easy to make too. It's an egg and flour. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's so easy to make. Everything that's really fresh and homemade tastes better. Okay, sorry. What's it's that's like, oh please <laughs> like yes sorry. please or oh please Greg. <laughs> 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 these things are coming out of my mouth and I like I wish I could just stuff them back in and I'm sorry I think these things I apologize you're sorry you think fresh food tastes better come no, on that's like, like a normal yeah no. I know it's, I know I know no pizza but... rolls are better than <laughs> fresh pasta fresh pizza Ooh, rolls is there anything that Oh, I know something that like fresh. You didn't even not... ask the question yet, and you've already. Yeah, I know where it. she's going. I know where she's going. Is there anything? Snapchats. Is there anything that is not better fresh than store bought? And I was remembering that occasionally my parents would make in in air quotes Big Macs for dinner that they claimed tasted just <laughs> like McDonald's Big Macs. No, and this was hamburgers with. <laughs> light mayonnaise ketchup and relish m- mixed together into like a thousand island which and then you know which they thought was the big mac sauce <laughs> on a bun that was always like way too bready because store-bought buns are like that <laughs> with lettuce and tomatoes cut too thick and you're like this i just I see like doesn't taste 20 good. year old allison trying a big mac for the first time and losing it completely in a <laughs> yeah. mcdonald's like this is not what they did I, I got a bill of goods at home i've never eaten a big mac really what that's right never in my life it's been a million thousand years but they're pretty good yeah you know why you know why i don't eat big macs or any of their fucking hamburgers raw onions they put raw onions on their burgers you can order a Big Mac with well, no raw onions. They you have to pull no. There's no substitutes. <laughs> <laughs> but you know what? There are no substitutes because they'll say no onions and then there'll be fucking onions on. No, no, no. You have to pull over into that one asshole parking space on the side of the drive-thru for the dude who wants yeah. no onions. You know yeah, that one? Uh-huh. That dude's, oh, picky dudes has to fucking park over there and then they have to walk out and bring him his burger. Yeah, we're going to scrape the onions off one and give it to him. <laughs> <laughs> we have to scrape most of the onions off and give it to him. Did I tell you the story? There's this guy that I worked with who was a vegetarian, 
and uh, we went to a Waffle House. You ever been to a Waffle House? Oh, yeah, yeah, of oh, course. And uh, he ordered the, um, it was like the some sort of waffle sandwich thing, but he said, no ham because I'm a vegetarian. And she brought it out, and it was two waffles with a slice of ham in between them, <laughs> and it had the ham in it. And he, he's like, I'm a vegetarian. I said, and so she just took a fork and... And uh, pulled the ham off it and just and, and gave it back to him, and it was like soaked with the ham grease. <laughs> I'm like, dude, you're at a Waffle House. Um, he didn't eat it. Oh, what yeah. a dick! You know, I expect a lot more from a Waffle House, <laughs> but apparently, Waffle House no substitution. <laughs> so, is there anything that isn't better, fresh and homemade? My parents' Big Macs for sure. But that's not a good example because you're talking about hamburgers. You can get a you can make a hamburger at your house that tastes better than a hamburger you can get anywhere. Um, you just have to buy the right meat and yeah, know how to make it. I can for okay. sure, right? But I think store bought's different think, than restaurant. Yeah, yeah. right. I know. So like, okay, so store bought. The first thing I thought of, which may or may not be true, but just as an example, is macaroni and cheese. The oh cheap, my goodness! The cheap box yes. macaroni and cheese is it's hard to beat. Yeah, I think that when you're talking about something that is has a specific flavor, like McDonald's food. You can't make anything that tastes like it because there's something they do with the flavor sugar. technology and shit. Yeah, sugar or sugar. whatever. Um, but if you're just talking like normal restaurant stuff, then... All right. Yeah. But we're talking fresh versus store-bought now. I, I agree with the mac uh-huh. and cheese. Yeah, that's a good example. Yeah. yeah. Diet Coke. <laughs> Why homemade Diet Coke's not, yeah, very not good. I can never get the that's formula true. right. That's no. a good point. Uh, sometimes... I use kerosene instead of sugar. You know I'm what the problem is the with problem. high-end mac and cheese? It's too creamy. Like yes. a lot of times when you... Did you guys ever go to... There's a restaurant down the street. Nah, this is fucking shit to talk about on the radio, but Especially whatever. Especially with specific um, <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know we were on like, the radio. <laughs> um, if we're podcasting, which is basically just a frozen radio show, let's be honest. But like mac and cheese that you get the cheap one, it, it's like not quite as milky. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? And sometimes when you get it at a restaurant, it's creamier. And I like it when it's cheaper tasting a little bit. Yeah, it has that mm-hmm. tangy, cheap yeah, flavor to it. I do. But I do. I also like good mac and cheese or restaurant mac and cheese. But I would agree. I think that's maybe the best example. Stuffing. Mm. I like stove top. Oh, yeah. yeah. Better than like the real yeah. thing. Mm, How do you feel about store-bought cookies versus homemade cookies? I'm anti-store-bought. I'm into really? homemade. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's not true. There are packaged cookies that I like, and I like them okay. But if we're like choosing a cookie, it's the only one I can have, mm-hmm. homemade. Yeah. I'll you know what I think? I'm really dipping back into my, my carb memory bank, and uh, I'm getting hungry. Um, you know what's a, a disappointing cookie? Otis Spunkmeyer. Jesus Christ. Those really hard what ones. The hell are you talking about? I don't I just remember the coop, which was the student union at my school. It's oh, yeah. a total vending machine cookie. Otis, yes, it is. is it? Otis Spunkmeyer? You've never heard of Otis Spunkmeyer? <laughs> That's a food? Yeah. <laughs> it's a type of the cookie. chocolate chip one. Yeah, I there was this case at the student union, this like case of cookies that said Otis Spunkmeyer and they had different kinds of them. Yeah, I remember that. I went too. to the coop and got some Otis Spunkmeyer cookies yeah, back Yeah, kind in the of day. disappointing, right? Yeah, they're shit. You know yeah. what else was disappointing? This is fascinating uh, frozen radio <laughs> to talk about the coffee that they served at the student union Oh, at the please, coop. let's talk about it. Coffee was quite disappointing. The, f- the flavored coffee I did especially. not really drink coffee until I was out of college. Get out. Yeah, True story. Too. Yeah, I started drinking coffee when I was like 25. I started drinking it when I was in high school. I had... <laughs> A lot of paranoia when I was younger about my heart mm. um, because of some things hap- that happened to me when I was in high school. The I- house is full of pot smoke! 
I didn't, I didn't, like, I was so paranoid about how fast my heart was always beating that I thought, like, the one thing I could do to not make it beat faster is to not drink coffee. Did you, uh, (laughs) you did someone someone close to you have a heart attack or something? No, but I I think I might have had one when I was in high school. (laughs) What? I think something happened to my heart when I was in high school. What happened? I mean, I. Did you go to the hospital? I did in college once I went to the hospital. It was just drug stuff. But mm. like one time my heart beat super, super, super fast for a long time. And it like kind of scared me for the rest of my life. I don't mm. think that's a heart attack. No, but something else happened. Like the left side of my body went numb and I kind of oh, collapsed geez. a little bit. Uh, are there any more well, just me or everyone? You, <laughs> you didn't get yourself checked out afterwards? No, I just kind of thought it would be like a thing that I should just not do anymore. Just- <laughs> that particular experience. Toxic. <laughs> Are you going to tell us what it was? It was just Meth. a cocktail of drugs. But uh, I did have a lot of left arm pain. I don't like my left arm. I think yeah, we talked about that, that in here. Yeah, You're not into it? It's not like it's fine. I look at it, it's fine. But it like, freaks me out anytime I have any feeling in my left arm. Uh-huh. Well, when, when you do have feeling in it. When I, well, I mean, when it feels weird. Yes. Oh. I, don't like my, I don't like stuff that's associated with your heart and your left arm. Ever since that instance, ever you since you feel like incident. you're walking around with some residual something or other from your heart attack that you may have or may not have had. <laughs> yeah, I think so. Um, I also told my wife the other day, one time I think I had a stroke or a seizure or something, but uh, I can't be sure. You never know sometimes. Well, I think actually you can <laughs> go you to the doctor and find <laughs> I think out. you really, really yeah. do. They like, could, yeah. There they were could, a couple of rough th- years there. They could check you out and tell you both, I think, if you had a heart attack and also a stroke or a seizure. <laughs> I did have a, a I had Maybe a, not a seizure, but I a had a, a hospitalizable panic attack in college. I went to the hospital because I had such a bad panic attack. And did was you ever, that drug-induced? Yeah, it was drug-induced. Oh. But I oh, wasn't I on any that. drugs when it happened. It was afterwards. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But a really weird, like a really scarring memory of my life. This is going to get really dark. Is that okay? Go for it. Is that? Yeah, this is the um, Valentine's Day episode. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> they took me to the emergency room and I heard my mom and the doctor talking and I heard the doctor telling my mom that your son is just having a panic attack and we're going to let him go in 15 minutes. And I'll never forget that moment as long as I'm alive because I was convinced I was having like a drug-induced heart attack. <laughs> Did it reassure you? No, it made me feel super shitty actually. Mm. Oh, really? Yeah, because it felt like I kind of felt like they were laughing at me a little right. bit. Mm-hmm. Like I kind of felt like they were saying your fucking son just had a panic yeah, attack. Yeah, he's just scared. Like, he's a scared it. little he's girl. Yeah. Out, and they were like we're going to run a few tests on him, but he's going to yeah. be out here in 15 minutes. Um I did not tell them what had happened the two days previous, but is, I, is I, that his mom pee whipping him? Yes. Yeah. That's a that's baby. Is that what that was? Yeah. Thank you, Jeff. But I like still like I'm sure this wasn't happening. But out of the corner of my mind, I heard him. Go, I heard my mom being like, "Really? That's what we're fucking doing here? Jesus Christ! Can we get the fuck out of here?" Already? I'm sure she was terrified. I was like in the ER, hooked up all to all these machines. But that's what I thought happened. And he appears to have a lot of baking soda in his nostrils. <laughs> you don't know what that's about. Baking soda. Is he cooking? Uh, so that happened, and then what? what? The iTunes comment like, of the week is good. I feel like next Allison time wants you your go to, no, I, I will in a Allison moment. Allison wants them. Yes, she does. Next time you go to a doctor, <laughs> I feel Allison like you should find iTunes out comment. if get, you had get those tests. <laughs> yeah. Do you go to the doctor? Sometimes Allison wants your iTunes comments. I do go to the doctor sometimes. Yes, when I something is wrong with me, I go to the doctor. Mm. Right. Everyone at the table is looking convinced. at Greg. <laughs> I know. I actually don't know. That's a question for my cardiologist fans. 
if someone had a heart attack years before, would you be able to see mm. from tests or is it only something you, that can be determined afterwards? It, sh- it shows up for a while, I think. <laughs> I had a test done once because I just, I just had like weird palpitations or something. Mm-hmm. And I told the doctor about it. And he was like, well, let's hook it up. And he said that you can tell for a while because it, it damages the muscle in your heart. So it'll actually beat differently. Mm, right. And I think it, I don't think it comes back. Don't like talking about it. He's, he's having another panic attack, <laughs> oh, no. guys. Don't worry. He'll be out of here in 15 don't minutes. Like- <laughs> Let's do iTunes comment of the week. Allison wants your iTunes comments. Allison wants them. Yes, she does. Please leave some iTunes comments and don't forget to click five stars. My Own Private Thursday Crew by S.W. Dinge. Yeah. Where did this all begin? I first learned of the dry wit and coy charms of Allison through her previous employer, and now a few, late, and now, a few years later, I am aware of her egg cycles. How did this happen? <laughs> However it happened, I'm glad it did. I am an artist living on the East Coast, and ARI YMBF is a great way to warm your parts on those long, cold winter nights. Insightful interviews on Monday are wonderful, but for me, it's the Thursday crew who really brings it home. The funny thing is, I have absolutely no idea what any of them look like, apart from Allison. Also, I got to know each one more. As I got to know each one more, a visual appeared in my head to match the voice. Now, I purposefully avoid seeing pictures of any of them as not to, conf- as not to confuse myself. Most I- people think I'm a fat old guy from New York. <laughs> <laughs> as far as I'm concerned, Greg Heller is something of a mashup between Greg Proops and Philip Seymour Hoffman. Daniel looks like Tom Cruise circa All the Right Moves. Accurate. (laughs) But with nerdy glasses. Okay, fair enough. Hashtag hashtag Al wears sweater vests and has recently begun parting his hair to the side. And I must say, it looks good. Not recently. (laughs) Jenna Kim Jones is a spicy mix of Kristen Chenoweth and Bette Midler. And wears a lot of low-cut sweaters. Hubba hubba. Wait, Which does I must it say, say, wait, does it say nice hubba well. hubba or did you add that? I added that. Okay. <laughs> That's so funny because when you said that, I'm like, oh, come on. He would not have added hubba hubba. <laughs> Guess he did. Uh, as for Chef Jeff, he only appears as two eyes peering over a laptop <laughs> like Wilson from Home Improvement. Whatever they all look like. The group is an eclectic mix that worked great together, so grab four avocados and get on board already. All right. Thank you so much for that super nice iTunes You're the wind beneath my wings. (laughs) Hubba hubba. Hubba hubba. Hubba, How did you know that he had added the hubba hubba? I just had a feeling. Something just told you that that was... That's his catchphrase. That's his his mating call. (laughs) (laughs) That's what guardians say to rationalists. Hubba hubba. Uh, thank you for your nice comment. If you would like to leave us a nice comment, go to iTunes.com slash Allison Rosen. Click five stars. It's our favorite number. And maybe we'll read it on the show. All right. Let's talk for a moment about how upsetting and frustrating it is when you have adult acne or even teen acne. Basically, any age acne you have, any age you are, when you have that erupting, if you will, dotting, 
besmirching your face. Don't let your face get besmirched. Let's say your face is besmirched with acne and you don't have time to get to a dermatologist or you can't afford prescription skincare. Curology has stepped in and they've revolutionized the way the whole industry works because they've revolutionized access to prescription skincare. Take five minutes to complete a profile at Curology.com and upload pictures of your skin. Get paired online with a licensed medical professional who assesses your skin and prescribes the right mix of acne-fighting ingredients for you. Your prescription is shipped straight to you. Today, my listeners get their first month of customized prescription acne treatment free when they go to Curology.com and enter my code BESTFRIEND in the lower right-hand corner of the screen. You have nothing to lose. That's 30 full days on the path to clear skin free. That's Curology.com, C-U-R-O-L-O-G-Y.com, and my code BESTFRIEND. I think that my voice got real high right there. I think it's time to do just me or everyone. And uh, Daniel, could I have your camera? Because maybe we'll do a little video. Sometimes I ponder on something I have thought or done. Is it just me or everyone? Oh, it's time for just me or everyone. Okay. Fun size says, just me or everyone, getting over a cold, super self-conscious about dry skin on nose, hashtag no, it's not a booger. I was just talking to someone the other day and she had a cold and she had that going on. And I thought it's a good thing that I know that she has a cold. Otherwise, I would uh, I would uh, wonder what's going on there. And yes, I, I definitely always have that concern. Yes. Yes. Have, have you ever concern. had a zit? on this part on the part of your nose yes it's sort oh. of like underneath it's like the it's not Let's on see. the nostril or point to it it's like on the <laughs> on the corona of the nostril yes yes i that's uh, the worst i think yeah yeah didn't i tell you guys that story that i had a giant wart on the edge of my nose no i had a wart like the size of the end of your finger at like the perimeter what? of my nose oh and I went to my dermatologist. This is going to be fucking great video fodder. And I went to my dermatologist and he was like, okay, there's two options. I can give you this cream and it will slowly remove the wart, but it'll take a month. Or I can inject it with this liquid shit and you will yeah. be in the most pain you've ever been in for five minutes and it will fall off in they an hour. They can't numb it? <clears throat> Even with numbing it. He said, there's something about this part of your nose. It's super sensitive. That yeah. getting injection. Yes. And I was like, give me the cream. Oh. Really? Like a <gasps> douchebag. And I had a horrible allergic reaction to the cream, and it turned oh, my no. whole face like bright red. And it was $150, and insurance didn't cover it. Oh, my God. And I came back to him a week later, and he goes, I, Dude, I told you to just have the injection. I told you to have the injection. I was like, No, you said the cream or the injection. And he was like, I told you to just have the injection. And they just did so it. He's and a it, liar. And it was, in fact, the most pain that I can almost ever. It was a needle wow. injected into the perimeter of your did nose. You, did it make you want to sneeze while he was doing it? Because any it, kind of irritation in that area. I cannot tell you how badly it hurt, but the thing fell off in like 10 minutes. That wow. is crazy. Yeah. Did you keep it? What? No, I did not keep it, Allison. That's so I, gross. It was toxic waste. You know what's interesting? Did They didn't do a biopsy toxic. or anything. I feel like anytime there's a growth anywhere... <laughs> They want to biopsy it to make sure that it's not. I think there was something about it. Just looked like a wart that you would have on your finger, Mm -hmm. like it was a finger wart. Maybe I got it from picking my nose with a finger wart. Mm -hmm. So you don't have a scar or anything, though. No, I don't have a scar. Interesting. An interesting and disgusting story. (laughs) I had a wart when I was a kid, like right here on the crux of my between my thumb and forefinger, and it was bothering me forever. And then one day, I just jabbed it on the top of a chain link fence. You know where the where the 
part comes up and just cut it off and it never came it never came back. You did that on Ew. purpose? Um yeah. Did you sanitize I think so. it I first? <laughs> I was just trying to get no, rid of it. No, but it was the fence of a hospital. <laughs> oh, perfect. <laughs> I was just sick of it. And I did, I, I felt like it, I wouldn't feel anything because I did, it didn't have any nerves or anything. But they like do that. have nerve endings. They have a ton. They, I think they just are nerve endings. Well, it did hurt. Yeah. But right. uh, <laughs> beforehand. Yeah. So, uh, but it worked. It didn't come back. Yuck. Streets of Tucson. <laughs> growing up. The hard, the hard scrabble uh, childhood. <laughs> Jeff or Al? Gross wart stories or nose flakes to talk about? None. No. Uh, yeah, I've got wart stories and I have boil stories. We've never gotten to either Ooh, of no them, boils. but uh, nobody wants to hear we them. We talked no about one that one. I yeah. think maybe we did. Mm-hmm. It's, it's we got close. I got shut down because I was like, I have boils. And I was like, no, 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 no. That doesn't sound like us. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, 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 no. I'll do no, that. A little so, bit we, of a boil story. Uh, I've had them in my nose. And then oh. I had one on my uh, derriere but, down in Uruguay. Is that what they That's call the butt? Is that what you call it? <laughs> derriere. Oh, I got something got on my Uruguay. Buttocks. But yeah, you what have to like. Do? I feel like Lance the Uruguay it. should be they like the area it. is like the taint. Like it's uh, <laughs> Uruguay. D- down it's in the Uruguay. Yeah. Uruguay. Uh, you had a, so you I had, had one, a boil on your butt when you were in South America. Yeah. And then I had one on the back of my neck as well. Wow! All down and, in your way. And when they lance wow. those is it a virus or what? No, is there's it? shit in them, right? There's pus in them, right? Mm-hmm. Like a lot. Yeah. So with the one on the back of my neck, it was huge, and I couldn't, I couldn't move. How my big? Head. Golf ball? Uh, golf ball size? Oh my god! And so I had to lay. I had to go into like this random emergency room, like on a dirty table. Did you say you couldn't move your head? Did they no, lance move, it? I couldn't move my it neck. Hurt so bad. Yeah, yeah. So they went to lance it, Ugh. and like I, uh, they cut into it, and it just gushed oh. all on my face. Oh and my then, god! And then I had to put in. <laughs> Like they had to put in like a like a stint to hold it open, oh! and they shoved the forceps in there. And I remember just being like, "Qué está haciendo?" Like yelling it because it hurt they, so bad. So you turned into a Latino guy. Yeah, it was yeah. so painful. I was like, yeah, No one spoke English. They so you couldn't had to, numb it. Uh, no, they didn't. They just lanced it and then went in. What's up with people shoving things in your <sighs> gross appendages? No Universal offense. healthcare. Wait, is what it was. What about the one that was on your Uruguay? <laughs> what did you do with that one? That one, uh, they had lanced that one as well. No numbing on that one either. No, they they did you save either of them? <laughs> you can't really save them. Oh, I'm like yeah. collecting them. You know. Unlike, a, He's got unlike a, a wart, which I think you probably could keep. Mm. I think a boil, you just... No, he just, just has a mason God. jar full of pus that you he just kept. keep the scars on your body. Mm. Oh, do you have big scars? No, no, not big ones. What but. causes, even though I so want to move on, what causes boils? Uh, it can be like a virus or just an that's infection. That's what I said. Was it yeah, <laughs> yeah it's, like, it's like wrestlers get them and then and it, they can culture in your nose. <laughs> so I had I had issues with my nasal cavities that I got fixed later on. <sighs> I had a deviated septum as well. So I had a nose job and uh, <laughs> then they stopped. Yeah, he so. hasn't had one for a very, very long time. Yeah. This is all before you, Jenna? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You never knew how when he had any boils? Nope. No. You're you're a, a good host for boils. <laughs> yes, I was. My, my nose His was... sinuses were so jacked up. Yeah. He had surgery right before we got married. And ever since then, they've been great. And I don't snore. Did it change your uh, voice at no. all? No. Yeah, you just kind of talk like this. Now, <laughs> now I talk like this. Now it's it's great. more sonorous. It's really worked out. Yeah. All right. Moving on. JMO's for A Rose says The most satisfying part of an online purchase is closing the 20 browser tabs 
where I was comparing prices at different sites. Yes, that mm-hmm. brings me closure to be able to close a bunch of tabs. And I hate having a bunch of tabs open. Although if there's something I'm considering buying, I will leave the tab open for days and days yes. and days and days because I'm afraid I'll lose it and I'll forget about it. Yes, mm-hmm. yes. I do that too. I love. I also love closing all the apps on my phone. Oh, I yes. love going. Psh, I, I don't psh, care. It's so satisfying to me. Have you ever looked at your like your parents' phones? My oh, mom's phone. Never closed every them. single app is open on it at all times. All I have to do is look at Jenna's phone. <laughs> and I'd be like, you have forty three tabs open on her Internet Explorer on, on her phone. Oh, I do that. She'll oh. have forty three different windows. I'd be like. We looked this up three months ago. Yeah. <laughs> Close oh, yeah. it out. The satisfaction of Clean closing apps I'm not using yeah. is so, especially any, when there's I like my tabs. Yeah. Extreme. Yeah, it's satisfying anytime you've finished a project of any kind where you've had to open a bunch of browsers and mm. close them. It's Trap good, buying good plane stuff. tickets when you have like oh, yeah. kayak and Triviago uh, yeah. and all that shit open. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Priceline. Trivago. Trivago, thank you. Triviago <laughs> is my favorite Shakespeare villain. Um, Oh, and got no reaction, huh? Jeff? <laughs> good, good one, Allison. Okay. Thank you. Thank you very much. Yes, I like closing all the windows, quitting all applications, shutting down the computer. It's very satisfying. Perfect. Especially mm. when you have a hair up your nose while you're on video. <laughs> Sorry about that. I put it there. Okay. Uh, Perlee says, just mirror everyone, I say lefty-loosey, righty-tighty before turning knobs, no matter how many times yeah. i have open or closed that same knob. i do that i do that i, I do well that. i actually i'll do almond joys got nuts mounds don't no dice uh and let's see david says just mirror everyone when i bring leftovers from someone's house i feel the need to clean their tupperware to look better than when i received yes it. yes definitely yes i just, yes. I just yes. uh solved that by not returning the <laughs> and also not going to anyone's house yes <laughs> avoid it altogether i all thinks if you bring disposable tupperware to someone's house they should offer to bring it back no. no, that's why you do that. Is... Like I've done, I've taken meals to people from like church or something if they're sick or whatever. Right. I always take stuff that's throw it away. I don't want anything back. <clears throat> what I'm saying is, Iola doesn't think there's such a thing as disposable Tupperware. She oh. thinks all that Tupperware that you buy, well, even Allison thinks. Oh, that way really? Too. Yeah, like the stuff that yeah. you buy at like Safeway or whatever. She thinks you should wash it out and continue to use it. We mm. we we have uh, disposable Tupperware that we've been using for <laughs> going on five years now. I think. <laughs> Chemicals coming out of those. I know. I know. Actually, I went to this infertility support group this one time, and then I realized I don't need support really from these people because they are all like they're these. I don't want to characterize them, but they were all eggs and sixteen fertilized. (laughs) (laughs) They were just these. These women were so broken, and they were so like if they were unable to have a child, they did not know how their life could go on. I mean, like the des- the level of desperation there. But they all talked about all the things they did, and they assumed that they were all doing them. One of the first things is they got rid of all the plastic in their kitchen, and they replaced it with glass because they were afraid of plastic. Microwave I- popcorn is a big thing, isn't it, for infertility? Oh, I- that I don't know about. Yeah. But they're afraid of... of- all this stuff in plastic because it's an endocrine interrupter. There's this book. It starts with the egg that they all read. They all talked about how, like, they took you know they took some months off IVF and it was just nice to be able to like 
exercise and wear nail polish again. And I was like, I'm doing all of that right now. (laughs) Um, Yeah, it was crazy how much they all made all these lifestyle changes. I asked my doctor about it, though, and and she poo-pooed it. And by the way, all of us are still all infertile pretty much. So I just uh, exercise and wear nail polish and have been saving. Exercising makes you infertile? That seems like- I think it's like extreme exercise. Yeah, like yeah, if yeah, you're yeah. doing right. four hours of kickboxing a day, right. you, could, you should probably stop doing like that. Like if you're an Olympic gymnast and yes. your body goes into shock and you stop having your period. Right. Yep. No, they <laughs> said there's something like they... It has to do with... what did Our doctor said something. You're like a nine-year-old East German woman <laughs> right. and you're just doing the shot put Wait. for like 34 years. You Was really have the support a group full of nine-year-old, 12-year-old East yeah. European... It See, doubled that, as a that makes former Olympian group. Sorry, yeah. I made an East Germany joke. I know it wasn't that long <laughs> ago. I was short <laughs> girls with broad shoulders. Yes. Or if you do with CrossFit t- so much, you're so obsessed with it, you stop oh. having sex because yes. you're on CrossFit all the time. <laughs> That'll keep you from getting pregnant. Yeah. Um, no, there is some relationship between like the more exercise you do, it it prevents your body from reading like the follicle stimulating hormone syndrome or something. But my doctor said that wasn't happening with me. Oh, your body's <laughs> reading that book. Cause I don't know how my body reads. Well, okay. Jeff, can you cut that? <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. Anyway, long story short. Yes. We've been reusing Tupperware for a long time. I'm fine with it. Like I was saying, been you reusing Tupperware. I actually yeah. I have a Tupperware related gripe Ooh, i might even have a hey go fuck yourself on this one so years ago my sister went to a party and um i had just bought three this was not tupperware it was better it was from ikea these three big blue plastic bowls in three different sizes and she took something in like a salad i think in the biggest one it was a set she left it there and this woman who would went to law school with her said she would bring it back Mm. For lo- and you know how I am. So mm-hmm. for the law, and by that I mean anal. Who are you talking to? Are you talking to Daniel? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Al, you know how I am, and you know I wanted that Tupperware back. No, I just mean how. You mean like tightly wound. <laughs> no, what I was thinking of specifically is when I remind you to do something, and then you'll tell me to remind. Like you'll be like. Remind me when yes. I'm, and then it turns into this thing of I feel the need to constantly remind a, you, but I also feel like I'm bugging you, but then you nag. tell me I'm not. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> it's my great fear. Yes. In this, moving on. Um, <laughs> Did you get it back? See, Daniel? No. See, Daniel? So what I'm saying is I, I reminded my sister or inquired about the Tupperware multiple times. It never came back. Then... Now, I know your eyes are getting wide. My, I was telling no wonder you two, can't sleep. Two thirds. Maybe that's why. So get the, and I, I like was getting real. Mm-hmm. I just let it. No, I didn't let it go because I'm still talking about it. So <laughs> 30 then, years later, you not let it go. So then get this though. Yeah. We moved into the apartment of the woman who had our Tupperware, not because she had our Tupperware. But it was a crazy coincidence. She was vacating the apartment. We were moving in. I was like, perfect. She can leave my fucking bowl. She took it with her. We get there. There was Tupperware left there. Not my bowl. <laughs> was it kind of square blue? Like a No, but it was a very pretty color of blue. And it was three of them? 
three of them and from you, ikea yes i, know you, I have the same about. ones yeah. and i'm you missing love them, one right really? which one, one are you missing the big one yes. someone borrowed it i never got it back it's, it's a you just reminded pool. me oh. oh it's really the hon- <laughs> it's really the honda of tupperwares yeah <laughs> i feel like if you steal this bowl maybe you're just like that's part of my permanent collection now Huh. But here's the thing. We moved into her house. Where did the bowl go? Maybe it went to her new place. Definitely it yeah. did. Or she got rid of it. Maybe she just... <laughs> Someone like, else brought it. While you were passing right. her stuff, you couldn't have grabbed it out. You know? You know, considering how tightly wound I was regarding this bowl, mm. I did go a couple times to check out the apartment. <laughs> I'm surprised I didn't... I wonder just if I... I don't recall being in her kitchen being like... Is my bowl here? I wonder mm-hmm. if I should ask her. But I bet I was. Hmm. She was a real flake, too, because a couple times I would go to look at her apartment and she wouldn't be there. And then it turned out that she was out running. She sounds like a horrible, horrible person and like a living, like a Satan on earth. Mm-hmm. She's probably an She's artisan. Terrible. Yeah, she sounds atrocious. <laughs> she was flaky and I she, don't know where my Tupperware, no. my Ikea bowl went. Is there anything you'd like to say to her? Oh, yes. <laughs> Thank you very much. Lady with my bowl. Hey, 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 go fuck yourself. Now that feels good. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right, one more. Sooner Magic says, when running late, thank you guys for indulging my bull rant. And uh, Jenna, I'm sorry I brought up yours. No, it's okay. I just, I'm so excited we had the same bulls and we had the same experience. That's yeah. Jenna's, so weird. That's Jenna's personal Vietnam. So thank you for <laughs> bringing that up. You I'm guys surprised. know how I feel about my kitchen items. So I'm surprised this wasn't mentioned in how dare you hells. yeah right yeah mm. when running late sooner magic says i'll unsnap my seatbelt as i pull into a parking lot believing that half second move will make up lost time yes i totally do yes that. absolutely totally never really i was i was sitting in my <laughs> now i'm gonna tell you the story i don't want you to treat me any different or give me any special treatment but i was sitting in my car eating ice cream in a parking lot last night <laughs> And I felt like I should put my seatbelt on. I, I just like, respect you more, actually. I just yeah. have, like, as soon as my ass is in the seat, I think my seatbelt should be on. Well, I have that. And it should not come off until I'm getting ready to get out of the car. At movie theaters, sometimes I'll be like, where's my seatbelt? Like, so I sort of have that ingrained. But if I'm trying to get somewhere and trying to and feel like I'm running, everyone's laughing. The movies. <laughs> feel like I'm running late, then I will take my seatbelt off before I get into the parking spot, like, so I can get the quick getaway. I, I can't do it. I cannot do it. I also do the opposite of that, which is when I'm in a hurry, I'll start the car and start driving and put the seatbelt on as yes. I'm driving yes. off. Do you and, ever yeah. do you ever open the door while you're pulling to the parking spot and just launch yourself out <laughs> and let it coast to a stop while you roll? That's and then, why they put those things there. Yeah. That's when you're in a real hurry. <laughs> why do they put those things there? What are those to stop things your car called? from Yeah, to stop your car. You, well, forward rolls make you go faster. Yeah. yeah. Like <laughs> you just dive out. Yeah, yeah. I get it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Those things are called blocks or something. What, Jeff, do they have a name? I don't know. Yeah. I want to call them stanchions, but I don't think that's what they are. Stanchions? A stanchion is a thing. No, it is I a know, thing. But, but is it? it's like a tall pole. <laughs> I'm just laughing because I curated a museum exhibit once, but I was totally bluffing my way through it. And the curators of the main museum, she said to me, well, what color stanchions do you think we should use for the exhibit? And I very cagely said, well, what are our options? And she, said, <laughs> and she said, well, let's go down in the basement and look at them. And I said, oh, okay. And then we walked down and I said, oh, of course, 
Stanchions, yes. I had no idea what they were. So what are they? I think they're those ropey dealies that they use oh, for museums. Yeah, oh. or like an amusement park or something like, or like, like oh. the airport. <laughs> yeah, anything from making the thing the that you line. unhook the ve- the velvet stanchion. rope actually. A velvet yeah. rope would be dangling from stanchions. Yeah. Why does that fucking thing need a name? Why can't that thing just be poles and rope? That yeah, you're right. Yeah, the pole rope well, so velvet <laughs> dealie. <laughs> Put some of those poles and ropes up over there. Yeah, you why mean, does the pole get a name? What are you talking name? about? And the rope doesn't get a name. <laughs> to be stanchion and stan- stanchion. Yeah, <laughs> what's the name of the velvet a, rope? That is a dumb thing to have a name. That doesn't need a name. What did, name did you suggest? Uh, uh, what's next? <laughs> Just another one. I think there's another one on the list. Nope, that's it. Oh. We're just, it. just going to focus on your stanchion <laughs> rope idea. <laughs> Does anybody else like the nickname Sir Arthur Conan Boyle for Al? <laughs> I will take it, t- it. It took me that long to think about that joke, that's which I feel good. like probably means good stuff. <laughs> the show should end. You guys. <laughs> Thank you, Jeff. <laughs> Jeff, I think it was even funnier than that, actually. <laughs> One more. Yeah, Conan Boyle. That's Important a, what question. Think? It's, mm. What kind of ice cream, Jeff? I was thinking the same. <laughs> oh. this, this, is, this is the denouement of the story. I, I accidentally bought this non-ice cream ice cream that it was a, this kind of like low-calorie ice cream. Oh. It was a real What was down. it? Like a sorbet? What no, bread? it was just it was um was it what was that called that Halo stuff top? Halo top was it Halo top I don't think so was it like soy ice cream or something No, it actually it actually had milk in it. It was dairy, but it was not creamy. It was very icy, and then mm-hmm. on the thing it was like 155 calories per blah blah blah. And I I just thought, man, I it was like I lost a was bet. It mm-hmm. Arctic zone or Arctic freeze? Oh, yeah, was it might have been Arctic ice? Is it not was, what it's called. Was it's it fusion glacier? That stuff I had that too. They they. The selling point is like you can eat the whole pint and it's only a hundred and something calories. I think that was it. It is so not good. Yeah, 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 that was it. Have you had it? We've heard of it, but I haven't tried it. I don't even think the calorie count is accurate and I forget why I think that. I think I added up the number of grams of the various things and I'm like, first of all, the calorie count is inaccurate and it tastes awful. Yeah, it was there was it was a joyless romp. Yes. And it was supposed to be chocolate and peanut butter, which is one of my dealies. But it. <laughs> How many it, dealies do you like have? Moose, moose, moose tracks. Moose tracks. Yeah, that's yeah. But <laughs> there was, if there was peanut butter cups in there, it was imperceptible. I was gonna say moose on walks. top of it being terrible chocolate ice cream. Yeah, that's it was imperceptible. Is there anything sadder than when you accidentally buy low or non-fat food? Oh, oh. Very sad. Oh, I do it, and then Al's like. You bought that? Oh, chips. <laughs> Was this low fat? Come on. Chips, if you accidentally buy like- Baked. Actually, I loved bake ru- I love baked ruffles. Okay. But otherwise, if you low fat chips- Low and, sodium or something. Yeah. Like that. Uh, yeah and you're like, you know what's not bad is Trader Joe's has a chocolate ice cream that's made with coconut milk, mm-hmm. and it actually has a pretty creamy texture and has a, a decent flavor to it because of the mm-hmm. coconut, coconut milk. Coconut milk is awesome. Yeah, yeah it's, That was pretty good. And that's what I thought this stuff would be like, but it was just- It was like- it was like brown ice. Yeah. yeah. It was bad. It's very thin. Yeah, I was I was really crestfallen. Um, all right. <laughs> I want to end the show, Sorry. but I must. What are your other dealies? Oh. Chocolate and peanut butter. Well, I meant, I, I meant ice cream dealies. So, yeah, uh, no, I'm flavor dealies. Yeah, flavor dealies. Chocolate and peanut butter. Um, mint chocolate chip ice cream oh, have been so my good. big time jam. Yep. Up <laughs> top to Daniel. Yeah, no look, no look. High five to Daniel on that one. <laughs> and uh, what are some of my other jams? 
Most tracks. Coffee. Um, honey and sesame. Those are jams. Oh, honey and sesame. Honey and sesame. Yeah, Where really do you get that? It's very Japanese, Allison. Uh, there's a lot of cookies and crackers and stuff. <laughs> oh, I Me see. Me likey belly much, Allison. <laughs> yeah. Allison, oh, good. don't, don't on keep doing that. Yeah. <laughs> you think I should cut that from my repertoire? Well, stop bowing. <laughs> you guys. <laughs> if, <laughs> Allison, don't thrust a giant sword into your belly. <laughs> <laughs> comfortable right now if you're gonna buy something on amazon perhaps the book we talked about earlier please understand me roman numeral two <laughs> david kiersey or kind of anything else we talked about click through the banner on my the or that you need not just that we talked about click through the amazon banner on my website it doesn't cost you anything extra it helps out the show thank you so much for your amazon support thank you for your paypal support paypal links on the right side of my website we have t-shirts ringtones and bonus episodes available in the store um we have new ariymbf logo t-shirts which are awesome and the bumper shoot live from bumper shoot episode with the thursday gang and sean Patton is now available go to the store you can get that as well and the ringtones hey 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 go fuck yourself and also Touch the tushy, touch, touch the tushy, tushy, They're in the store. Follow me on Twitter at Allison Rosen. Follow the show's Twitter feed, A-R-I-Y-M-B-F. I'm on Instagram. I need more followers. Honestly, I look at my followers. I mean, I've got a, a lot of followers, but I look at my number and I'm like, it doesn't feel right. Follow me on Instagram <laughs> at Allison Rosen. And also, I'm posting lots of stuff to YouTube. YouTube.com slash Allison Rosen, behind the scenes, etc. Subscribe, iTunes.com slash Allison Rosen. Jeff, where should we go for you? You can find me on Facebook and Twitter at Colonel Jeff Fox, or you can find me sitting in the parking lot of the Glendale Whole Foods <laughs> looking very disappointed eating something that is claimed to be ice cream but is not. Daniel? Uh, at Daniel Quantz at Twitter and Instagram. I need more followers too. Yeah. So, you, do. you know, come on. Follow your boy. <laughs> Al, excellent job with all of the uh, results and everything tonight. Thank you. Where oh, should we go for you? Thank you. At Alan Moss. Uh, follow me if you want, but whatever. <laughs> uh, hey, uh, follow me on Twitter at Jenna Kim Jones or follow my podcast, subscribe, uh, rather, to Sorry Not Sorry with Jenna Kim Jones. Al's on it with me. We're together. Oh, it's yeah. really fun. Um, so check that out on iTunes or at jennakimjones.com slash podcast. And Greg. Uh, at Dong Attack. All right. Thank you guys so much for being on the show. Listeners, thank you for listening. I love you. Goodbye. Hey, do you know about the Allison Rosen Show? 